this is the eighth episode of the Tan Ching Bok podcast. This is part two of Doc's takeover, and once again, he's speaking to NCMP's Manwai and Hazel about their experiences during their first ever budget debate. To recap, here's what Manwai had to say. I think we we, we thoroughly enjoyed the the debates because it's really an eye opener to understand you know how the the budget is being approved and then going to the like you say the committee of supply, uh, we we investigate and look into the individual budgets of the ministries. So it was a great opportunity. And Hazel can also agree to that. I think it has been a really great learning experience for both of us. And also the important thing I feel is um, that we have been able to contribute. Manwai also spoke of his use of statistics and numbers to present his arguments. One of the more direct way of doing is actually to sort of couch things in numbers. Uh, while many uh, uh, Singaporeans may find it daunting, to have to uh, simulate all these numbers and figures or that but I think uh, over time they will understand and uh, basically with the numbers the numbers don't tell lie and and we are not criticizing we are not directly opposing what the government is saying we are adopting a stance saying that uh, you know the numbers look like that are your policies wrong and Hazel pointed out that there was some room for improvement during the proceedings. There's not really enough time allocated to exchanges, in more interactive exchanges. Right now, most of the time is actually spent on the MPs giving their speeches, whether it is the budget debate or it is the committee of supply. A lot of it is spent actually on speeches. Now for this episode, let's get on with part two. So, were you fearful of any of the ministers there? Any ministers were very intimidating, like Shamugan, you know? If you're here so bad, the Shamugan I, I, I is... I had a little exchange with him, oh. which I felt... Yeah. Was, I, I, was, uh, I, I didn't expect that level of intensity. But I think um, this is part of the process in Parliament. So it's just something that we have to get used to, a different environment and, and different rules. Yeah. But don't forget, before they answer, they got a whole team behind him. Uh, yeah. all, the, yes. all the Everybody yeah. preparing all the, all the rebuttals for him. Yes. So don't get intimidated. Okay, and the other thing you might oh, say for, for Minister Shamugam, I don't think he need people to support him. No, <laughs> no, no, he needs to. He has to. I'm sure he must have had. No one is. No one is that super. Okay? He's so qualified to yeah. make all yeah. this. Yeah. But I actually feel that, oh, like for example, in the committee of supply, right? So the MPs actually give their speeches first, and then after that, the uh, the office holders will come out and and reply, and also give the ministry's plans. Yes. And then after that, we have a little bit of time to. Question, yes. to ask questions about those plans. I feel that it would have made more sense to have the ministry, um, you know, present their plan for the coming year first and then, uh, you know, we get a chance to look at those programs Absolutely. in detail and prepare for it and ask questions Absolutely. on those yeah. rather than like, on the spot, you know, uh, without time to actually scrutinize the plans, we then have to ask questions. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. 
it's not just just trust upon you. Some, yes, it's some. usually like very um, you know off the spot okay. kind of reaction. Yeah, I think yeah, I think that is correct because I think you need some time to digest what is given to you. So if you are expected to respond immediately, I think it's difficult. Just like we were, it, it is good that we have time to uh, prepare for the response to the budget, right? After the budget is delivered by. Yes. Uh, uh, Finance Minister Heng Sui Kiet, then we have one week one to week prepare. Mm. But right. the Committee of Supply facts uh, and the policy, new policy comes out during the discussion and debate itself. So yeah, there's not enough time. It's after our speeches, yes, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So, so I, I, I noticed, Hazel, you asked one question which, was, which caught my attention, and that was you tried to ferret out our reserves. Uh, I thought the question that you posed to them was quite smart because you, you, I, if I can summarize what you were saying, you were saying that look, you're asking for so much money, so many billions of dollars and therefore is the president aware of how much we have in the reserve because like any big corporation or any big company, you must know how much you have in your reserves before you can ask for spending expenditure. So, did the minister or anybody took your question and give you an answer, or did they avoid it? Well, uh, because many Singaporeans want to know, you know, because it's, it's a very legitimate a question to ask. Uh, well, actually, DPM uh, did clarify that the president is aware of the size of the reserves, but uh, members of parliament are not told what is the size of the reserves, that even though we also have to make financial decisions. Mm. So do you think it's wise for the President now to come and make a statement of that sort to say don't worry, we have enough reserves and uh, Singaporeans need not worry? Because the amount we are coming up is quite a lot. I don't know whether the only also asked a question that since we are giving so much money to many big corporations like SIA and so on, is there a clause or a caveat in the dish when they dish out all this money for them to return the funds? when they are successful, when they make money in future. Because this is a people's money, this is a people's money we are giving you to tide over this difficult period. So should you make money in the future, you should return back to the kitty, to our reserves. Did we all, did we all manage to? I think the, uh, the, I think the, the government did mention uh, something, uh, did clarify something like uh, uh, on that question, mm. but not, not direct answers. Yeah. Basically, they don't have a, they don't I think we should, you know, because in this out, caveat, yeah, we do not know how much more they're going to give. Yeah, there should be a caveat on this. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Well, def definitely they have, uh, they have uh, what I call that blanket uh, uh, support in the COVID package. So there are a fair bit of overpayment. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah. so do you have, any one of you got wounded? In parliament, <laughs> some parliamentary As you say, we are enjoying the, the process. <laughs> because I remember when I was in parliament, I was wounded many times. I was taken up. I was I was questioned many times. Well, Kwan Yew and I was so dumbfounded sometimes, and so looked so stupid at times. Do you all feel you know sometimes? Wow, I should have I should have asked this question. You know, I should have replied in this way, you know. Oh, I think that kind of reaction everybody would have. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, but then, yeah. I'm a firm believer of what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. You so see, it's, that's it's good. Okay. <laughs> that's what we all must do. Yeah. You must continue, no matter how many wounds you get yeah. in Parliament. So it's, it, it's, a, it's a learning process. If you, uh, you, uh, you can put it that way. The, the Parliament, uh, because it's, uh, it's the highest institution, right, to set law, so it's very legalistic. La. 
So that's something that I think both Hazel and I are still trying to learn. So how do you all feel working with Workers' Party? Workers' Party. Uh, Workers Party, you're all in the same opposition camp. Workers' Party, we should, uh, Pritam Singh is the leader, we should congratulate him yes. also being elected the leader of the opposition. Now, do you have any any sort of a behind the scene talk sometimes, you know? Or share we, yeah, we, we do talk to Workers' Party and actually very frequently during tea breaks and all that mm-hmm. and also especially arranged sessions where mm-hmm. we exchange views. Uh, but I think also it is, it's, uh, it's also a new situation for us so we're mm. still like exploring yeah. how, how we can work And a new situation together. for Workers' Party also. Yeah. 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 So you feel Workers' Party also were very active? Uh, yes, definitely. They are very active. Yeah, yeah they so, are. Because they attend uh, MPs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, I think it's important for Singaporeans to really know that the opposition members in the House are working under tremendous strain. Uh, because the, the expectations of the people, of, of all of you who are in the House, they're looking to all of you to actually uh, uh, let the government know some of the issues, the problems. So they will be watching. So uh, now you know certain issues like sustainability issue, la, you know, if it, uh, this uh, cost, the cost of living, la, jobless. Oh, yeah. la. I think I, I know we have brought up all this, right? Mm-hmm. So we have brought up the jobs. Is there any issue which you all felt you wanted to really pinpoint and let Singaporeans know that, that you are, we are very worried, for example, for the foreigners who are coming to Singapore? and uh, taking some of our jobs. Huh? Uh, so what's, what's the current feel now in the House when this matter was brought up? What's the government's thinking on this? This is a bit more detail. Oh, the government is still, is still not in agreement that uh, their current employment policies are causing problems. Huh? Okay, so that will be an issue that we'll continue to pursue and uh, we, we think otherwise. Okay, but of course the government is saying that with the foreigners, we, we, they create some jobs for the economy also. But we think on the whole, uh, it is uh, a negative balance for the Singaporean. That's why in our speeches, we always ask for a rebalancing of this uh, uh, foreign local mix uh, uh, in Singapore. Uh. So uh, overall, I think what our approach in Parliament is that, uh, first of all, we must, uh, we must get the overall policies uh, right. And some of the overall policies are jobs, cost of living, you know, uh, healthcare, uh, then the sustainability. These are the broad issues that first of all we must uh, debate and get the general direction right. Then after that we will come down to the specifics uh, as to like uh, class sizes of the education system, uh, the uh, withdrawal limits of uh, Medisave, all these things that directly impact Singaporeans. But at the top, the major policies must be set right first. Uh. For example, if you keep increasing taxes, you know, then the uh, Singaporeans will be in a very poor financial position. No matter what you do at the bottom, uh, increasing uh, Medisave withdrawal limits, it won't help them because they don't have the money. Right. Right? So that's something that I think our first year in Parliament, we will get the top policies uh, set in the direction so that we can debate on them. Okay, good. So Hazel, I noticed you made quite, I would say, impressive speech on education and uh, some of your ideas you put, you were trying to put across to the minister. Did you get any positive response or is it just, are they just rehashing some of the old answers? Um, well, for 
the the reply that they have given still generally they still feel that um, the current policies that they have in place um, is what is right um, so not much changes that I see there in terms of their reply but um, we'll have to watch further and see because they do agree with the general direction that we should uh, de-emphasize uh, examination results and focus more on soft skills so uh, we'll see how it's actually implemented on the ground. I think you, there's one thing you have to learn when you're in Parliament, that's persistence. Sometimes not getting an answer is, uh, you cannot just let it off. Because honestly, if you believe that answer is really a stupid answer, uh, you must go back. Okay, you might reframe it, rehash it in some other way and try to find, get them to give you a, a better answer. Of course, you, also, you, have, you can also praise them if they really have uh, come up with certain policies that is very beneficial to Singaporeans. So I would expect parliamentarians must work for the interests of Singapore. And uh, the debate ultimately uh, is to come up with answers that will be best for the country. So that's where your role, I can see, uh, growing very, very important. Uh, with the new changes, especially this COVID environment, we do not know what the future is going to be like in the future. We only speculate on it. So, is there anything that you want to say that you want or you hope to do in, in, the, in the next budget? Uh, maybe things budgets a year from today. But the, between now and the budget the issues appearing, I think, I'm not sure what they are, but we have to anticipate roughly uh, with this COVID environment because the thing in this context uh, some of the issues the government must be fully aware of especially the jobs when we talk about jobs what kind of jobs you know people are quite blur you know what training how are they going to you know this digitalization or this these are nice words to use but the actual happening at the ground must be addressed so you be as you all as parliamentarians you've got to really go down to the ground talk to your friends and also so that you can bring all these things back to the parliament Actually, right? I, 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 there's one thing that I wish to mention here, which is that it's not just um, us doing our part because we ourselves are just the channel through which people voice their concerns. So I feel that the government is not, although we, we would wish them to be more responsive than they currently are, but they, they do respond to uh, feedback and take, for example, the MediSafe uh, with, uh, withdrawal limits. Uh, this time, they actually uh, increase the amount that uh, people can withdraw from 200 to 300, the Flexi-MediSafe. So, and this is in response to feedback which the MPs have been hearing from their residents and conveyed to the government. So, um, I would actually encourage more people to actually provide such feedback to their MPs, make fuller use of the um, mechanisms of democracy to get your voices heard and to get your concerns addressed. Oh, I think, I think that's fair. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with exactly yeah, what I think that is saying. very, yeah. very Because uh, things will only change if the wishes are expressed by the people. Yes, so exactly. So when the people come out and say that this now through the 12 of us, okay, mm. then we channel the views into Parliament. And hopefully there are even more people in Parliament who will voice the, the, the views of the people from the ground and then uh, things will change in the country. Yeah, like you said, you know, don't give up. If the first time you feedback, it doesn't happen, feedback again. 
You see, I noticed there's no parliament is in uh, that's on, on the air. I don't know what's the viewership, I, how how people take it, uh, but it is a first step for Singaporeans yes. to take as in an interest in parliament. So they cannot complain that oh we do not know what's happening in parliament because the responsibility now is thrown to the to the to Singaporeans. If you really feel parliament is just down there talking talking talking, you must go to watch these live sessions and see how the how the MPs perform. Uh, of course, your expectations may be very very high, but. Sometimes also low a little bit because even members in the house also are humans. Sometimes they get tired. I know. Sometimes they tired if they do sleep a little bit in parliament. Don't get so very upset. Sometimes you know, this is the real situation. Well, I think I want to really thank two of you. Thank you, Doc. Actually, sharing with us and with Singaporeans experiences in parliament, and we hope to hear more from you all. I will try to get get more of this discussion on the air, so that Singaporeans will be tuning on to this session, to this podcast, to have a better feel and better understanding of how opposition members and also in general parliamentarians work in 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 the house. Thank you for coming. And uh, have you got any any last word? Last word. <laughs> This is my last word. Oh, this is your last word. <laughs> okay, okay. So we will. So, so, uh, dear Singaporeans, I hope you enjoyed this session. We want to make it very relaxing and very, you know, informative. And I think both of you have actually given some very good thoughts, yeah. good thinking, to what's happening in the house, and also sharing that uh, with us. That actually the parliamentarians are quite civil to each other. They don't like. So we're angry with each other. We're all in the same house. This is the country they all want to serve. So, thank you again. Okay. This has been the eighth episode of the Tan Ching Bok Podcast. Docs take over and interview with two NCMPs. If you have any comments or suggestions for the show, don't forget to drop in an email to ask at tanchengbok.org. We'll see you on the next episode of the Tan Cheng Bok Podcast.